Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. So, Michelle. Yes. Uh, for those wondering, you know, fall has begun. And Michelle decided to bring the spooky sound effects for yeah. this episode. Yeah. <laughs> As you can hear the thunderstorm uh, raging outside her house. <laughs> so I appreciate that. That was very thoughtful of you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like, do I really want to be connected to power right now? I don't know. Uh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. It's good for you. Is it yeah. that is it that bad of a storm? It seemed like it was just mostly rain. It's I mean it's thundering. So uh, so there's like there's there's lightning somewhere doing something. There's a high likelihood you'll die, yes. Yeah. Um <laughs> Well, <clears throat> before we get on with the show, we just decided moments before, so I need to mention it now. To celebrate the 100th episode, which is next week's episode, we will be doing a live. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we Neither of us have ever done a live version of the show. We're going to do this show live and it'll be um, Thursday, September 30th at, uh, did we say 3 p.m.? We yeah, did, At yeah. 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, now, where will that be? That'll be on Facebook. So you'll want to go to awkwardshow.com and click on Facebook. That's where it'll be broadcasting. Um, it'll also be broadcasting on my YouTube channel and yada, yada, because I'm just going to broadcast it everywhere. But yes, it'll be on YouTube. And yeah, I mean, and then it'll be on the feed the following Monday like we normally do. But we're going to do one live and we'll like, I'll pull up a message board or chat room or whatever. And it'll be a real clusterfuck. That way... <laughs> Actually, I'll put Michelle in charge of all the interacting with people. That actually sounds like no. the way to go. <laughs> but no, so we're, we're going to do that just because we can for the 100th episode. We'll hang out with you guys for like an hour or something. Mm -hmm. uh, anybody who wants to hang out. And if nobody hangs out, then I'll just go back to my normal method of just making Michelle uncomfortable. So I think if nobody hangs out, we should just say, please, please, someone <laughs> hang out with us just the entire time. Uh, well, unfortunately, I mean, then we'd have to be on Twitch. That's the way Twitch works. <laughs> it's very sad place. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people who are just like, will someone play with me? Aww. I'm so alone. My home is on fire. You know, they're just. <laughs> so. Uh, and speaking of plugging things and plugging things and plugging things, I also want to mention, because it's kind of a big deal because it was a long time in the making, that if you head to henflix.com, my web store, you can buy yourself a copy of Babysitter Massacre just in time for the Halloween season. It's my quintessential Halloween horror movie that I directed. And it was not available in my web store for almost two years or no more than two years. So if you go to henflix.com, H-E-N-F-L-I-X.com, you could grab yourself a copy and I would greatly appreciate it because, uh, you know, as the year is uh, wrapping up, I could use some money for Christmas presents. So, you know, uh, thank you. 
<laughs> for listening to me plug a bunch of stuff. But now, without further ado, Michelle is in charge of the show. Go on, Michelle. Um, so, um, Absolutely. did you know that we don't know how lightning works exactly or why it happens? It shouldn't be happening, but it does. <laughs> are you sure about that? Or are you making that up? I'm not making it up. I feel like up. we know exactly why lightning happens. No, but we don't know. But like the, the environment in the cloud apparently isn't right for lightning, but it happens anyway, which means we don't really understand. And we really don't understand ball lightning at all. Well, no, we don't understand ball lightning at all. Is ball lightning even real? Yeah, maybe. Are you sure? I'm going to go- I'm gonna Google it right now. There's people and they've seen it in their house. If you search is ball lightning, the first question is real. <laughs> is ball lightning possible? Ball lightning is an unexplained phenomenon described as luminescent spherical objects that vary from pea-sized to several meters in diameter. Owing to the lack of reproducible data, the existence of ball lightning as a physical phenomenon remains unproven. Are you just now? Are you just upset with me because I, I smacked down your ball lightning? I don't know. <laughs> so tell me more. So why is lightning impossible? I I don't know. I I, I can't do this. I learned about it like <laughs> months ago, and now I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> okay, fine. Well, it was that was some nice thunder, like right when you were talking about it. So that's pretty cool. I guess you got all the weather we've been getting because over here it's been raining like every day and today it's finally supposed to stop, but it might start back up on Saturday. Hooray. Yay. So, but, uh, uh, I honestly, I had a really long morning and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and now I'm, I'm heading into, uh, a pretty long weekend. Um, of course not a fun cause that would be inappropriate. No, uh, no, it'll be fun. Uh, I have a photo shoot on Saturday morning, like bright and early and I'm like, okay, good. I can't wait yeah. to wake up really early on the Saturday, yeah. but, but then, you know, cause Saturdays are important. That evening is Elvira's 40th anniversary marathon on shutter. Mm-hmm. So I'll be up until like two or three in the morning watching that. So I guess I'm just going to not sleep. I'm just going to like be really sleep deprived on Saturday. I mean, that's, that's, that's one option. Oh yeah. Then tell me what the other option is. Doctor. What if you just went to bed like way earlier on Friday than you normally would? Like how much earlier are we talking? I don't know. Let's say you go to (laughs) bed at one normally. Okay. Something like that. Um, go to bed at eight. Okay, I literally, literally, it is impossible to go to bed at eight at night, at night unless you are drugged and against your will only. Like you can't yeah. take medicine and be like, I'm going to bed at eight unless you're just a sociopath. I mean, you're just like, I like to kill children and now I'm going to bed at 8 p.m. What is that? That is not reality. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, but that is not reality. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will, I'm going to try to go to sleep early on Friday, but I'm not going to be going to sleep at 8 PM. I mean, like when I say like, I'm going to get to bed early tonight, that means like in bed by midnight, that is like maybe 11, 
probably 1230. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was smart enough to not. So in my household on uh, Fridays, it's usually movie night. Mm-hmm. I have some people over. We watch some movies, yada, yada. Well, this week there's no movie night because uh, the next night is Elvira night. So I decided to just ask all my, my boys, you know, the boys, cause we got the boys. I, I told the mm-hmm. boys, let's all get together on Saturday instead and watch Elvira. And they were like, yeah. So that was, yeah. but, uh, Oh, so last week on movie night, it was uh, a special movie night to celebrate my birthday. It was my belated birthday party. Mm-hmm. The year before when, um, gatherings were extremely like sketchy. We did the movie screening outside. We were doing movie screenings outside anyway, but we did the movie screenings outside. So a lot of friends came that wouldn't have come if it was indoors. So it was like, you know, maybe 15 people in my backyard. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, that year I was feeling jubilant and kind. So I chose, cause I always choose the movies. Well, this is the funny thing. So I, I told somebody, I was like, ah, we're going to watch whatever movies I want. Cause it's my birthday. And they were like, well, what about the regular? And so I'm like, Oh, well, regular nights, we watch whatever I want. Cause it's my house. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's really just whatever I want. Um, mm-hmm. But so last year out of my jubilance and kindness, I allowed us to watch monster squad and terminator two, two incredibly charming, fun, movies most people would agree they're good especially Mm -hmm. terminator 2 so this year i wasn't feeling so kind i wanted things i like that others may not like so much so i insisted and by insisted i mean there was no debate uh we watched jaws the revenge and then (laughs) then we watched nightmare on elm street part four that's so, good. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4 is just my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. So you're making a lot of faces. What is going on over there? I don't know. I'm Something. starting to worry. Something's going on with, with my with my bad neighbor house. I think they're taking <laughs> the tree branches that they've been laying on the side of their house for like a couple of weeks and they're taking them somewhere. But where? I don't know. <laughs> Across the street? Maybe. Well, it's been an odyssey, you and the bad neighbor the last few weeks. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about that. I don't know. Do you you want me to? Well, sure. I mean, I'm all I'm, I mean, I've already gotten a point across my point, which is that I forced everybody to watch Jaws, the revenge in my backyard and no one was ready. Like no one was prepared at all for that weird movie. I know you haven't seen it. No, but you've told me about it. It's amazing. It does sound really fun. I love Jaws the Revenge. I'm going to say something really unpopular, and that is that I think Jaws the Revenge, sheer entertainment value, better than the original Jaws. Jaws is a better film. It's better made, better acted, better everything. Mm -hmm. But Jaws the Revenge, far funnier, far weirder, far more repeat viewings for me. So now, tell us about your problem, Neighbor. Are you sure you don't want to just keep talking about Jaws? The Revenge? Yeah. <laughs> I stole I stole that gag from a podcast called The Movie Crypt. They used they would be they because they did this whole thing where every time they would talk about Jaws the Revenge, they would say Jaws and then give like a really long pause and go, The Revenge. <laughs> and it was very, very funny. <laughs> so it would always be like, hey guys, we're gonna today we're gonna be watching Jaws. The Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then later they did they did um uh they did skits where they like called the guy who supposedly who did the sound effects for Jaws the Revenge. Mm-hmm. 
and asked why the shark roars like a lion at the end of the movie. And he goes, look, I've been in this business a long time. And when I did the sound on Jaws, the revenge, I <laughs> it's just like, so good, like every human being does that. Um, but it, anyway, no, uh, I don't need to talk about Jaws, the revenge that long. Uh, okay. I just, you know, and it, it, frankly, I'm sure it'll come up again someday because it's that important. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> if you would like to talk about your troubled neighbor, I'm happy to, because they uh, pissed me off. Sure. I guess. <laughs> Are you afraid they'll hear this? No. Oh, well then go on. Talk some shit. Um, no, <laughs> I just, I have really bad neighbors next door and, um, they, uh, they're, they have a dog right now that only one dog, which is weird. There's usually like 10 or five or two or something. Yeah. Um, and it just, for the last like almost week now, not like maybe five days, it's been intermittently like every other day, basically, um, barking outside for a full, basically 24 hours. Um, yeah, just nonstop. Every time I talk to you on the phone. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, and he barks overnight too. Um, so like, it's, you know, that's been a problem. It's been a problem for me. It's been a problem for my neighbors that live down the block that are hearing it. Um, so yeah, yeah. So, um, it's not that interesting. It's just that my, I have, my neighbor has shitty roommates. She always has shitty roommates. She's not currently home, so her shitty roommates are leaving their dog all alone for, like, half the week, basically. Yeah, so. and just sits out there and barks. Mm-hmm. It is what what I believe to be access to the house. Um, I believe the back door is being left open, which is weird. So, because sometimes it barks real muffled. So, it's, like, barking outside, and it comes inside, and it barks inside. Are you sure it's not just, like, eating a baguette, but it also doesn't (laughs) want to stop barking? It's it's possible. (laughs) I I also thought maybe it was throwing its voice and just, like, practicing. (laughs) Hey, why don't you bark a bunch of the neighbors while I I drink a glass of water? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Poor dog, though. That ticks me off so much. I feel so bad for that dog. Me too. Uh, The dog doesn't deserve to be stuck out there begging for attention because no one is giving it attention. Mm -hmm. It's unfair. Yeah, it is. Um, So, so far, no barking today, but I can see that they're home now. So your your roommate or roommate, your neighbor, my neighbor's roommates. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So not the, the one that's out of town is still out of town. Yeah. Yeah. Because you informed her what was going on, and she was um, not pleased. Yeah, and very apologetic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I really hope they're not just taking those branches and like putting them in front of my house or something. Because I'll just I feel like them. that's exactly what this is. I'll just kill them. Yeah, but not really. I don't. I don't murder people. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what somebody who murders people would say. <laughs> I'm a perfectly normal individual. I don't. I don't hurt people. Never ever. No. Never in a million, billion, zillion years. No, not even them. <laughs> I, I, yeah, there's nothing worse than having a bad, a bad neighbor. Yeah. What are we listening for? I'm excited. Oh, no, I'm looking at them walking around with the branches. <laughs> are they taking them to, straight to the front of your house like I told them to? 
don't. It almost looks like that, but I think there's probably a vehicle in between our houses that I can't uh, see. Um, I mean, it's getting to be that time of year. They should need firewood. They actually had this giant thing of firewood on the side of the house by me that was left by the previous owner of the house, mm-hmm. and it has all just deteriorated and broken down. Yeah, it starts rotting. Yeah, it turned to mush. Hmm. Mush. Probably with the termites in it. <laughs> Probably. Well, so what are some fun facts you've learned about termites, Michelle? Because that's your new obsession. It's, it's termites. Not, I don't want to learn about termites. Um, <laughs> then why are you doing it? Because I need to be able to do termite inspections. So I don't have to pay someone to do termite inspections. Do you have to be qualified to do termite inspections? Um, You don't have to be. You don't have to have a license, if that's what you mean. Yes, that's what I mean. You just have to know so that you can hopefully do a good job so no one notices you don't know what you're doing? Yeah. Okay, okay. I can do, I can respect that. That's yeah. exactly what being a director is like. <laughs> you just have to do it well enough that no one points out you don't know what you're doing. It's pretty it's actually, true. It's mostly just like looking for signs that there are termites or something. Oh, like, so, like, like looking at a thing and seeing termites? And then you're like, ah, you got termites. I see some that- termites. That is one of the ways to tell if there are termites. <laughs> Boom. Um, when termites get, some termites, when they get to a certain age, they get wings and they fly in the sky and that's an Amazon truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an active neighborhood. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> Great, now it's catching over here. Oh, God. Whoa, the dog started, the Amazon truck started beeping, Henwolf starts barking, and then my phone rings and it says potential spam. Let's see, <laughs> let's see what it is. Hello? My name is Danny with the Medicare department at Healthcare Benefits. How are you? Uh, I'm well. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm calling because my, I'm calling because the rate of Medicare supplement plan has been dropped down by 35%. I believe that you have Medicare Part A and B, right? No, I do not. I mean, do you have any card? I mean, do you have a card, Medicare? I mean, like uh, red, blue, or white? I do not have a Medicare card. I do not believe I am eligible for Medicare. Hello? I think he just hung up on you. No? Hello? Now he hung up on me. (laughs) I get four or five calls a day for senior benefits. Uh, Either Mm. Medicare or final expense uh, uh, insurance. Mm Mm-hmm. And I am, I'm always nice to them too. I'm always like, uh, usually eventually ask me how old I am. And I tell them I'm 35 and, uh, yeah, it, it'll never beat that one time. The guy went, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do I have to gain from hiding from you? <laughs> anyway, yeah. I just felt, I, I sent you that screen cap that one time. So you can see how many robocalls I get in a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. I mean, not just robocalls, scam calls. Mm-hmm. So my life is sad. So back to termites. So, 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 so how do you learn how much, I mean, like how much do you really need to know to be a termite inspector? 
Okay, so you need to know a ton of things if you want to actually apply chemicals, and you need a license for that. Oh, sure. Um, but a lot of the things I'm learning about now are things I don't need to know, like how to apply chemicals, what chemicals you should use, what chemicals wouldn't be good to use if you have a basement that, or you have a crawl space that has is just kind of open. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, so, so what I really need to know is like what does termite damage look like and what am I supposed to do to see if there's termite damage or other wood destroying organisms. Hmm. So. So how far do you feel you are away from being uh, uh, good enough to do an inspection? Well, I'm about halfway through the course. Like I'm taking a course. Oh, okay. Okay. You're I'm not, not just, just like learning. Googling it. Yeah. I'm just like, look, yeah, no, I'm taking a course, so I'm about halfway through. Oh, okay. Um, But, and of course, like, the most of the things that I feel like I probably need to know are, like, at the end of the course. So now I'm just learning learning about, like, pesticides and stuff. That's how they get you to finish any course or Uh, any class is they make uh, sure to only put the stuff you need at the end. Yeah. Um, Well, congratulations. You're getting closer and closer. I guess. So, and you mailed in all your stuff to New Jersey, right? Yeah. Do you so when you send stuff to New Jersey, do you just put New Jersey on the letter and that's it? Um, that's what you're supposed to do, right? You just put to New Jersey <laughs> and then it goes to the government and then they figure <laughs> out where to send it. Of course that's how it works. How else would like, it work? When I like write to my mom, I just put like to New Jersey. No, to <laughs> Diane Adler, care of New Jersey. I feel like that I feel like that's the problem. You just have to put to my mom, care of New Jersey, <laughs> and then it's gonna get there. But oh. don't be rude and put to your mom, because that's an insult. Like unless they don't take it as one and they just send it to their mom. Well, they'll probably like I mean the the first time they'll take it to their mom, but then they'll be like, hey ma. What what did uh, that letter say? And if if their mother is like, it was very rude, then you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it was very rude. <laughs> so, <laughs> to your mom, care of New Jersey. <laughs> that shouldn't be that funny, but that's really funny to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I might be a little goofy. I spent most of this... <laughs> of today negotiating contract stuff and uh it burns your brain out real quick i I don't know how people stand being oh yeah lawyers make like 80 to 100 dollars an hour sometimes they make a lot of money yeah and you know i always i always liked the idea you ever think about like ever sit and really think about lawyers like like about like the fact that they charge you like hundreds of dollars or, you know, maybe, maybe not quite, I mean, it depends on the lawyer, but you know, they at least charge you uh, a lot of money per hour, maybe a hundred dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. And they just send you a bill, you know, mm-hmm. they, they work on your case and work on your case. And they're like, here's the bill for the hours we've done. And lawyers in our culture are considered like the least trustworthy group of people there is mm-hmm. uh, period. And they're the ones that we let bill us with like no evidence. <laughs> like there's no way to prove how many hours they worked on your case. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. none. Zero. <laughs> so it's like, well, I guess, I mean, like a plumber has to show his work, but a lawyer who often people just refer to as thieves, will just take their word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, I was just thinking about that and I was like, huh, you know, lawyers got a pretty good racket. 
I wouldn't say they're the least trustworthy. Oh, then what is the least trustworthy group in America? And remember, Michelle, this is being recorded. So don't, don't, don't say anything a drunk uncle would say at a barbecue. Oh, okay. I'm going to change my answer. <laughs> no, like car salesmen. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're they're up there, too. Yeah. Sorry, car salesmen. But, Especially used car salesmen. But well, yeah, them. yeah. But car salesmen, you could, like somewhat avoid a car salesman like you could go to an auto lot and when the car salesman are talking you'd be like dude leave me alone if i want to buy a car i'll buy a car and they'll leave you alone for the most part i mean you'll have to deal with them when you're making the financing plan but even that you could be like i've already got the bank thing leave me alone mm-hmm. but with a lawyer you can't go in and be like all right i'm being sued for slander and the lawyer will be like well and be like shut up I'll do it myself. Okay. I just need to pay you. I just I just need a lawyer, but I don't want anything to do with you. To be fair, <laughs> though, I don't know that lawyers are as uncomfortable to interact with as used car salesmen, you know? Oh, no, because lawyers already got you by the scrote. Like they've already got you, man. When you if you've already if you're in there already, mm-hmm. they're just like look watching that clock tick and thinking about you know, <laughs> and thinking about how they're like uh, if this gets too hard, I'll have to become a congressman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like ah, uh, I guess I gotta gotta stop working for a living and start doing that. <laughs> Poor lawyers. I I met I met a, like a nice lawyer. I think. I think lawyers are fine, personally. Uh, that sounds like somebody who's prepared to be sued. <laughs> Instruct the witness to answer. <laughs> Do you ever, you know, uh, I've I probably told you this. I, should, I shouldn't I should admit this publicly, but I'm going to uh, because yeah. I often admit things publicly on here that I say I won't. Um, I have like, my mother thought I should have been a lawyer for a while. Because of my ability to argue and my willingness to confront people. Oh. Um, I do like, there's this weird thing. Once I, once it has been expressed to me clearly and concisely that someone is in the wrong, I am completely ready to confront them and get in their face. It's no problem. It's just who I am. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if there's any debate, then I don't want to, you know, I'll be like, I don't know if that guy, but if somebody's like, no, look, that guy stole my, 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 you know, my wallet, he's holding it. Mm-hmm. I'll walk up and be like, dude, give him back his wallet right now. And be like, no, I'll be like, fucking now I'm calling the police. Like, I'm totally ready to argue anything. So, <laughs> but I will watch like movies about like really great lawyers who like fought for real justice, like got people off death row or whatever. And just like my little like fantasy brain is like, if I was a lawyer, that's what I would be. In reality, yeah. I'd probably just like try to get rich. That'd probably be. Would you, or would you be like a really know. cool, awesome lawyer? I mean, I would, no matter what kind of law I practiced, I would be an awesome lawyer. Cause I would walk into the courtroom yeah. only modestly different than I am now going, <laughs> your honor, do we even need to try this today? And be like, yes. And be like, all right, oh. I tried. So <laughs> the gentleman here, uh, may I call you guilty? Uh, the guilty gentleman here and the lawyer, the judge would be like, I see what you're doing and I kind of like it. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, I'm just that, I'm just that renegade lawyer. Everybody likes, um, uh-huh. <laughs> um there's a show on, uh, Amazon called Goliath. 
That's about a drunk, like a lawyer who's a drunk, mm-hmm. but he's a phenomenal lawyer. So like people can't not hire him. And because he's a drunk, uh, I mean, one of the reasons he's a drunk is because he really wants to help people and he fails a lot. So, so, you know, he's hurting from it. So he's always taking on like lost causes and cases where it's like, you're definitely going to lose, but -hmm. he's actually a really good lawyer. So oftentimes he gets people turned around, but then the problem is also like, you know, he'll help somebody, but then they'll still like kill themselves or something because like, even though he got them a settlement, it's not like that brought their family back to life or something, you know, uh, very sad show. I'm glad I could keep things light by bringing that up. Uh, no, but it's a really good show, but it's one of my like favorite like examples of like tough lawyer shows Mm -hmm. um and then of course there's like better call Saul where he's just like uh there's a great line in breaking bad about the lawyer in that that show whose name is Mm -hmm. Saul Goodman Mm -hmm. um and it's uh they say like look when you're in this business you don't need a criminal attorney you need a criminal attorney (laughs) and I always I always love that and when you and when they go into his because you've never watched breaking bad which is really depressing uh I mean that you've never watched it not the show the show itself is excellent um but whenever they go to like to his uh his lawyer uh headquarters it's just like the like giant murals of the constitution everywhere and he only does crooked stuff like Mm -hmm. that's all he does is like help criminals get money and stay out of jail and that's it (laughs) <laughs> but he's I mean, got like it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing yeah i mean that's kind of nice well it's he, a testament to the to the constitution though the constitution heavily heavily favors criminals it does you have the right to remain silent mm-hmm. that you're it's helping criminals you have the right to to not be unlawfully searched it's they're back they're they're watching out for the criminals I'm not, that's not a judgment. I actually think that's good because if, you know, if you don't have protections when you're doing bad things, then what do you even need protections for? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always said I would rather, you know, uh, I would rather a hundred uh, guilty people go free than one innocent person be put in prison. Yeah. I stand by that. So I'm praising the constitution when I say that it clearly favors the criminals, A hundred percent, especially if you like, if you really learn your rights, like your rights, when you get pulled over by a police officer, Mm -hmm. your rights, when, (coughs) excuse me, um, your rights, when interacting with law enforcement, stuff like that. If you know your rights, you realize you can get away with a lot, you know, cause they could literally pull you over and be like, you know, do you have any drugs in the car? If you have drugs in the car, just say, I don't consent to any searches. The likelihood that they're going to be able to get in your car is so low. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Cause they're not going to get a warrant just for like a guy they're trying to guess might have drugs. Now, if your car reeks of marijuana smoke, you're in trouble, mm-hmm. but you know, that's why lawyers always say things like keep private things, private trunks and glove boxes exist for a reason. Mm-hmm. So do you remember how old you were when you first learned your rights? No, really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not that cool that I remember. You just always knew your rights. You were just I, like you were just walk, walking around when you were eleven, wearing a T-shirt that said "Get a Warrant." Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Man, I want a T-shirt that says "Get a Warrant" now. That's so cool. It's okay because back then we didn't have like you couldn't just get stuff made online, so I had to like iron on, so it looked oh, real dumb. I was hoping you went to the mall and had it airbrushed. No, so I it looked we didn't all do like that it looked like it was one of those like rest in peace Jacob like <laughs> airbrushes, but it says "Get a Warrant." 
it's all wispy and looks biblical. <laughs> did you ever make t-shirts when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. What did you, what'd you make? I, I'm assuming that they were weeb related, but I'm asking anyway. I mean, they could have been right. <laughs> that, that sounds like something I might do. Um, also I made ones that had my characters on them. What? Yeah. Yeah. You you took your own drawings and what you scanned them and then put them on iron on paper or how did uh-huh. you do it? Yeah. That. Really? Yeah. Wow. Remember how terrible iron on paper was? Yeah, I just, do. Just made the whole front of the shirt like one like boxy thing of plastic. Yeah. yeah. And then it slowly comes apart too yes. and flakes off everywhere. I remember when I wanted to have a t-shirt made when I was a teen. I wanted a wrestling t-shirt that didn't like the general public couldn't buy it. It was a t-shirt that a wrestler wore Mm -hmm. and I wanted to wear the same shirt. So I made my own version of it in paint in MS paint. I made my own version of that shirt. And then, um, I didn't have, I, I, well, I, I knew that like iron ons were kind of crummy. So what I did was I went to sir speedy do you have a mm-hmm. Sir Speedy out there where you are? I don't think so, but we have equivalents. So. Yeah. Well, I went to Sir Speedy because there was one really near my house and I had them do it, uh, do the printing because they had a big thing that says like we do t-shirts mm-hmm. and I got the shirt back. They just ironed it on, by the way. <laughs> like It's just that like somebody making minimum wage did it instead of me. Yeah. I mean, for a while, I don't know if you had them, but, but I remember like, actually I remember like at the beach places there'd be like iron on things like we'll just put this picture on the shirt for you and it wasn't yet any better quality yeah yeah the big plus was they'd have the press irons Mm -hmm. so it was just boom and then it was on it was yeah yeah but i was always more a fan i always want mom would never let me get the airbrush t-shirts i always wanted those because those were so silly and like love those so but wow so you'd put your own characters on your t-shirts i did at least one of my characters on a t-shirt and then would you go to school and and when people would say what's on your shirt you would be like you it's a character that i invented like what would you say um most of the time people didn't ask me questions no no because people didn't really like me um (laughs) uh no i did i would say like oh it's just something i drew or something like that and they'd be like, whoa, you made your own t-shirt? You're so cool. Your parents are probably still married. And I was like, they are still married, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Michelle's flex of the day. <laughs> How rude. They're okay. not anymore. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you said that after I stopped recording. <laughs> oh, well. Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.